Welcome to The Real Van City. I am your host, Michael Tranmer. On this podcast, you will hear inspiring stories from Vancouver's top influential leaders on how to achieve authentic business, relationship, and spiritual success. Let's get into it. But thank you for being here. Looking forward to getting to know you and what you are creating with Pick My Brain mm-hmm. and everything that brought you to that point to create it. So thanks thanks for coming. Thank you for sharing my story and other stories. It's a real privilege. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm grateful. What, 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 you, when you came in the door, you said this week has been uh, mm. quantum. Yeah. Quantum. What has been quantum about this week? <laughs> and, and, and to put it in context, you've, yeah. you've been in the city for a few days meeting with incredible people yeah. and you're building a huge endeavor, a huge company. Mm-hmm. And so I imagine everything that you do is with purpose and intention yeah. and you aren't leaving at the end of the week kind of discouraged or mm. less energy. No. Uh, you're kind of flying. So what, what did you learn this week? And what was quantum about it? Yeah. Um, I love that entry. So yeah, to set context, I came here, um, to meet So we're, we're raising $3 million right now. It's go time. Um, our goal is to close it by December 15th. So I was coming here to meet with the CEO of a few funds after some due diligence calls. Um, I came here to meet a friend that I met at a mission-based retreat, um, to amplify his business and for his business to amplify mine. Um, I came here to host my first Vancouver in-person pick my brain um, community experience. Um, And in between all of that, the reason I said it was quantum is because I feel like when you're really operating and moving towards your vision and mission with clarity, you become a bit of a gravity ball. Um, and a momentum ball. And like they talk about startup founders bending time to their will. And I think this is what it means is like when you are on and when you're moving towards that with such clarity, the world moves with you. And so I just felt like all the conversations I was having this week and the connections were just scaling and compounding um, in and of themselves. They were creating timelines for us that I could just see down and that were very values aligned. You know, once you're clear, your path becomes more clear and the people that are clear with those values became a magnet to you and it just starts happening. So it's happening. That's epic (laughs) though, right? That's epic. And I I get that and I understand that I've felt that a a little bit. Yeah. Um, But again, like if you're at the end of the week and and many long meetings and you're, you're, again, you're leaving with energy and you're Mm. leaving with inspiration yourself. So what, what has it been to get that, that, clarity though right because isn't that one of the biggest things to lock in the the clarity and and the vision and the focus and then once you get that things have kind of started rocketing what 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 was it do you feel the same way and what what the how did you do it when did you get it when when did the clarity come when did it come and and well i think the clarity it's kind of like peeling uh peeling an onion right you you get clear and then you're like oh i need the next thing i need to i need to i need to get a little bit clearer right precisely and like i was gonna say like clarity is like a never endearing like a never ending process that you can get clear and clear and clear um and i think like looking back at my journey so i've been like i thought about my startup about five years ago um and to think of that idea and that vision as to where i've gotten today of how to execute that vision who i want to execute with it the only way to get there is through it 
by doing it and understanding, right? Just like setting up this podcast, you learn which buttons do what, you learn what momentum works, you learn, you start to think about who you want on your show, you get clearer and clearer about what the show you want the impact to have. And every interview, you'll learn more. And so every step I took towards this mission or this company, I that the clarity just kept getting more and more synthesized because you become a master at your craft. You said you were 17 years in engineering, right? That means someone can come to you, pitch an idea, and you feel pretty comfortable taking your experience and adding value. Same, like, you know, I'm only five years in, but I feel like much better at being like, I know exactly how to unlock value for you um, if you're this person. And yeah, it's just, it's honestly, I, I can't wait to see how much clarity I have in the next five years. I don't even know how it's going to get more clear. Yeah. I mean, I got more clarity sitting right here doing my meditation this morning because I had this, I had this vision like five and a half years ago when, when I was mm. uh, writing the first draft of my book and a certain scene in my life. And I was doing this, this kind of experiences where I was hanging out with my future self and I was on top mm. of this balcony and it was a certain sort of scene. And, and for like five and a half years, I haven't thought about it too much. I think about yeah, it every now and then cool. and, and, it, and it's in my book. Yeah. Good for me. And like, I'm really good at seeding things sometimes. Like, yeah. That's really nice there. Anyways, but um, that just this morning, I got a little bit more clarity about like who's there and what I'm doing and where yeah. it is. I'm like, oh, quite, quite interesting. And now yes. I've got that. It was kind of like, uh, it's kind of like you already, you already know what is inside you and what you're capable Definitely. of. And you get that next bit of clarity. And you're like, yes. okay, now that I know that, that's, that's going to happen sooner. You know, yeah. it may not have never, it may not have ever happened if I didn't get that clarity. Yep. But so it's interesting when and where it comes, but it you is. just kind of, kind of keep the faith and, and move forward. Totally. Mm -hmm. Totally. And like, once you start vibrating at that frequency of that future self, um, I feel like other people can recognize it and they'll like, they start to magnetize towards you and that vision and that timeline becomes more concrete. The more you step into it, the more you embody it, the more you sit in that future vision of your future self and feel it, then it just like, yeah, it really brings it. I don't know. It's yeah. yeah. And I'm, after, after this, I want to talk about the actual company and, yeah, and, and what you're doing. Yeah. But I, I just realized another reason, because yeah. you're asking me earlier why I started this. And yeah. I didn't really realize sometimes I often I do the things and I don't really know why they just feel uh, good. But yeah. I I am like the people that are sitting in that chair and, and how are they are vibrating the yeah. things that they're doing yeah. yourself included, right? Yeah. Like they are flying yeah and so i am personally getting upgraded yes just sitting definitely. here in people's presence 100%. and absorbing them yeah. and what's going on so yeah. kudos to whatever in within me knew that totally so that's one piece but the other piece is like if, if we if we get the income and we get the homes and we get the achievement and we get the impact that yeah. that that we all you know are manifesting mm -hmm. we at a certain point have to kind of we have to be able to receive that and mm -hmm. we have to think we're of value totally um to live that and have that have you have you found that at all a hundred percent i will i can only scale my company my vision and my valuation to what my mental capacity can hold um and so you have to upgrade as a person as fast as your company is scaling otherwise you can't hold it so i mean yeah startup become like comes with like so so much mental and personal and spiritual development um and crafting a vision that's bigger than yourself will will come with that because then you have to hold something that's bigger than yourself and you just have to be ready to so yeah 100% like and every time i scale myself my company does scale and i know i can't scale my company faster than i can scale myself and that was a big lesson wow yeah you, 
said that as perfectly as as it needed to be said. So did you did you know that going? Did you know that you didn't know that going into no. to, to doing a startup? No, right? I would never be able to articulate that. Um, it makes sense now that I have it. Yeah. Um, but I and I wouldn't have had the range to feel what that feels like. What does it feel like to have an executive team with this many people and this much money in your bank account? Like you have to be ready to to allocate and and make use of those people and those funds as well. And if you don't, that won't hold. Yeah. So like you learn it a little bit, just like when you start a sport, right? You feel, do you feel comfortable on the, on the court? Are you controlling the play? Are you ahead of the play, right? There's like, there's these progressions that you can go as an athlete, as an entrepreneur, as a human being. Um, and you just start to one day you're, you know, you're moving on the field in a way that you've never moved because something clicked in again. Um, you know, you're anticipating where the ball is going to be instead of listening to your coach and, and providing a framework that was taught to you. So you're like starting to get vision, um, you know, maybe you have these before practice um, routines that help you optimize into your best performing self. Now you understand how to get yourself in flow. So like all these things happen again through the act of execution and doing it. But yeah, just every once in a while, you'll be like, oh, I got another download. It seems it feels different this time. Yeah. 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 I Someone had told me, I think it was about two, maybe three years ago at a, a retreat or, or coaching something yeah. that I was at. And we're talking about money and abundance and all that. And, you know, we want to make more money and do all this. And like, well, you need to hold space for a million dollars a month. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so that like, you know, you can say that and contextually write that down and right. it's in a book somewhere. Yeah. It doesn't really mean or anything yeah. or, or go anywhere. Yeah. But, you know, even even recently, Kevin, who was sitting here, um, episode two, he kind of put me on the spot, like, oh, like about where I want to be in, in a year. Yeah. I didn't have a great answer for mm. him. But now I got a great answer. And it's like five different revenue streams. It's, it's on a sticky note on the, the fridge and it's got oh. numbers beside it. Numbers oh. that are yeah. are awesome. Yeah. Right? But it's again, you got to feel and, and when I see it, I look at it every day, like multiple times a day, especially working from home, you go to yeah. the fridge every four minutes. Yeah, right? totally. But it's I see these numbers and I'm like, possible, okay. possible. Yeah. Not only like like great numbers, but yeah. totally possible. I yeah. can kind of, I don't exactly know how, but yeah, um, I'm okay with that. I don't think you need I don't think you can know how. I think um, you have the eyes to identify the opportunity when it's in front of you if you're focused on what you want. And then you're like, oh, there's an opportunity to put that number that I manifested into action because you now have the eyes for it because you're conscious about it. Yeah. So yeah, I really think, um, yeah, goal setting, um, picking like, for example, we just recently signed our biggest deal and, um, it actually started a year ago when I just had this idea of like, I found out there was 85 million teachers in the world. Okay. And I was like, wow, that's really powerful. And I got this idea. I was like, oh, I wonder if I could give all those 85 million teachers access to pick my brain so that they could hypothetically um, browse and book and bring in anybody into the classroom via the click of a button. Um, and my brain was like, that would change the future of education. You know, you'd give teachers access to a global perspective, global empathy. You'd give these kids access to that. And I was like, wow, that's a really big vision. I'm really in love with it. And I just started repeating it. I was like, okay, like that doesn't seem so hard. Like there'd be a big Rolodex of people, um, you know, teachers roll in videos for the kids to watch. Surely they could be like, we're bringing in a NASA scientist from San Francisco. You guys get the floor for them questions or we're bringing a YouTuber or whatever, right? The vision was really strong. And I was like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to like tactfully approach this? Do I partner? Do I start to go find out where teachers are? But I knew the vision. And then a year later, I got the opportunity to meet the CEO of a company called Junior Achievement. 
don't know if you're familiar with them. They're one of the largest nonprofits. They have relationships in 110 countries with teachers and students. And their goal is to bring in entrepreneurial thinking into the classroom. And that's when I was like, oh my gosh, this is the partner I can do it with because they have, they've been around for a hundred years. They have relationships with all these teachers. Their mission is to increase the perspective of students and add entrepreneurial thinking. Why don't I tell this woman my vision? So I told this woman my vision. She's like, immediately, I'm going to, I want you to come to Whistler. I want you to pitch this to my executive board next week. Oh my God. Okay. Definitely go to that board, share the vision again. Um, and they want to now, now we've signed a deal. So we're starting in two districts in Vancouver, giving these teachers access to bring in anybody into the classroom. And then the plan is to scale it across BC, Alberta, you know, and across the provinces in Canada, then the US. And, and it, it, it's a path to that vision that I didn't know how it was going to materialize, but I identified the opportunity when it came because I had the vision for and it's it. so easy. Totally. So easy. You didn't like, I all you had to do anything. You didn't have to, to do anything. Connect. You just had to like yes. wait for that door to open. Totally. Go, yes, I'm going, going yes. right through. Yes. Okay. Let's, let's talk about what pick my brain is. Sure. I'm going to turn the fire on. Is that okay? Oh yeah, please. Yeah, Definitely. Cold, oh yeah, please. <laughs> pick my, where, so where did the, uh, and often when, when people say, Hey, you know, can I pick your brain? Yes. It's like, don't even talk to me. <laughs> totally. Go away. Totally. But this is completely different yeah. because you, it's, you've monetized it or you're monetizing for the people that are going to get their, their, yeah. their brain picked. So tell yeah. us, tell us about pick my brain. I'm going to hit the, 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 button. the button over there and you, okay. you just you tell, tell you. Okay. So, um, yeah, high level pick my brain helps people, um, buy, sell and gift their knowledge in new ways. So the problem that we're solving that we realized very similar to what you just suggested with the pick my brain, there is no easy way to package price and sell and gift knowledge formally. Um, there's no formalized system that allows us to have a conversation with anyone and pay for it or list our brain and have everyone get an get access to us. So, um, as a, someone who is super curious and obsessed with learning and obsessed with meeting people, um, and see the value in connecting with people and having conversations and sitting in their presence. Um, you know, I really, before pick my brain existed, would try to go out on LinkedIn and connect with people that I knew that would influentially change my life. But that was really hard right? You, you try to reach out to a stranger on LinkedIn. You don't know when they're going to DM you. It's kind of weird. You're unempowered because they're like higher, just like a really un joyful process. Um, I would even say on like when I was reaching out to people, listen, I've got a budget, like I'm willing to pay for this, but that was weird back in the day because it's like, okay, this random person on LinkedIn is saying they're going to send me an e-transfer. That's weird. So anyways, really hard system already. Um, at the same time I was watching someone like my mom, who is a really successful entrepreneur retire. And she wanted to share her knowledge and she didn't know how. And I was like, what do you mean? You don't know how? Um, like that's really crazy. And I started to think about it. I was like, yeah, she has to build a website. She has to package and price her knowledge. She has to integrate it into a calendar. She has to somehow integrate payments into that. She has to market herself. My mom is of the generation. All of that would be like, no, right. Um, and it'd be a lot of money and a lot of time later if she hired someone to help her do it. So I was like, wow, this is such a big problem as well. Like how many other people are retiring in the world and they don't know how to share their knowledge. What is the point of living? Um, if you reach mastery and you can't pass down your knowledge, isn't the purpose of life to be of service. And so if people like my mom can't, I'm assuming other people can't. And I remember Googling one night, like how many people retire in the US alone? And I was like, my guess is like 90% of these aren't plugging their knowledge back into the system. What a waste. So anyways, I just wanted to solve that problem. 
I was like, this, this makes no sense. And uh, my background, I'm an investment banker turned economist turned the CEO pick my brain. So my brain is wired to monetize things anyway, as an economist. Um, and I was specifically trained in my career to monetize the unquantifiable benefits. So how much is an ecosystem worth? How much is a tree worth? How much is giving someone who um, doesn't have access to dental, like dental benefits or health benefits worth? So I really loved monetizing these things that had like quantitative and qualitative values. Um, and I had the modeling to be able to do it. So when I thought about pick my brain loop back, I was like, okay, how do you package and price and sell knowledge? Right. That's a different thing to model. Um, but I really was like, I had this big download. I was like, no, this is the new economy. Like I think the knowledge economy is next. The transformation economy is next. The experience economy is here. So we're going to have to figure it out. And when we do, I believe that knowledge commerce will be the next e-commerce. And again, as an, I was an environmental economist through and through, and I believe that we need to stop buying stuff, right? Environmentally, we have to start buying stuff, which is e-commerce. And we have to shift and find a new placement, a new category to buy and sell because that's what keeps the economy going and us active and us pursuing. So I was like, no, knowledge commerce makes sense. Um, and so, yeah, I just like broke it down. I was like, well, let's like think Airbnb was one of my biggest um, influences, uh, influencers. I was a huge couch surfer at the time. And I like loved staying on people's couches and having people stay on my couches. And I probably have like had about like a hundred people stay on my couch or me stay on there. So I was like a super user, um, but none of my friends would use this platform. And it was because it was free. They thought it was weird right? They're like, what do you mean? It's free. Like, that's going to be dangerous. I'm like, it's never dangerous. But, um, but I was like, yeah, as an economist, that makes sense. Someone should come monetize this. And I was such a good couch surfing host. I was like, it'd be really nice to be paid for it. Cause I gave my time and energy and effort so deeply to people, which always paid back, but it would be cool. I like had the idea. So as we know, of course, Airbnb comes along, creates a platform, a marketplace to, to, so as an economist, a peer to peer marketplace is like a Holy grail of value transfer. Um, and they monetize this shared asset, this room in your house, which means they created a new category. And I was like one of the first thousand users of Airbnb. And I was just like, my brain was like, this is going to fly. This is going to be huge. I, I need to understand this. This is going to create more environmental impact than any other thing I've worked on. Um, and so I remember looking up, okay, who created this thing? And it was three founders, you know, Brian, Joe, and I always forget the third guy's name, but they created this platform, this platform. And they were my age. They were just designers. There's these kids that created this marketplace. And I was like, that's it. That was all I needed to know that I had to leave my job because my job was not going to have as much impact. Um, the policy world was like, you know, I could talk about that forever, but like policy can get dismantled by government. It's super slow. Um, I just feel like it's like banging your head against a wall in terms of progress. But these guys created a platform just on their own whim. So I'm like, I'm shifting over to tech. I'm going over here. And so I, I quit my job at the time um, very quickly and told my CEO at the time who I definitely believed in his mission, but I was like, I need to go into tech. I'm really feeling like this is just so much value here. And so I quit my job and I gave myself a year on, I called it. And I was like, well, I, you know, I went to university for seven years to get my master's in economics. What if I made up my own university for a year and just designed what I needed to learn to make the transition from economist to tech? And so that's exactly what I did. I gave myself $30,000, which is what I spent on my master's, a year to play and create and follow my intuition and my, and my like, you know, my hunger 
and to really think about how to step into this world. And I did all these sorts of things, like onboard into every marketplace that ever existed, um, found out where online education was going by playing with like Udemy, Udacity, Udacity and all the online courses that were coming out. Um, I drove across Canada and reconnected with all my economist friends because I wanted to see where they were going. And I just listened and read and did all these things. And it was on that journey that I was like, really discovered the power. I'm like, this is the most amazing way to live. I'm learning so much. And each conversation was adjusting my path. So again, that confirmation is coming through. And anyways, eight months into that journey, the full vision came and I was like, I need to pursue this. And so when I had that vision, I was like, okay, well, as an economist or as an entrepreneur, I got to validate it. How do I validate this? Is society ready to pay for knowledge? Will they pay for knowledge? Because they're very good at paying for things because they can touch it. I don't know if they'll, they'll buy it. Let's try. Okay. So full circle. Um, I go back to Airbnb. They had just launched experiences at the time, um, which is their ability to allow people to become a tour guide. Um, and I wasn't interested in doing the experience. I'm just interested in conversation. This, I love this. I don't need to go to the Eiffel tower anymore. I just want to talk about someone from Paris about philosophy or arts. And that's enough for me. So anyways, go on to Airbnb. I list an offer. And the offer was called hang out with a Vancouver startup founder and let's talk about the future of work, the future of education, um, and any idea that you have. And I said, we'll meet at Milano. Um, and it's 50 bucks. And I was like, okay, let's see if people pay to hang out with me. It's like, I had no idea. Right. Turns out, uh, people want that. Um, I got booked 60 times within three months from people outside of Vancouver, people inside of Vancouver. I was going for coffee and conversations every other day. And it wasn't the $3,000 that I made from the coffee and conversations. I always say this, it was the compounding value of what all those conversations unlocked and that that offer became a magnet of all the, every single experience I hosted was a 10 out of 10 for me because the offer attracted people who wanted to have a conversation with a startup founder about the things I was most passionate about. So I actually learned that in crafting an offer, not only can I attract revenue, but I can attract the exact person that matches my vibration and interests and curiosities to have an amplified experience. And those amplified experiences turned into compounding returns, which are still giving me a return today. That was five years ago. You know, the first person that booked me ended up becoming my first employee two years later. The second person that booked me ended up writing my first $50,000 check, wanted to invest right away. The third person that booked me, I fell in love with, found my twin flame. Um, you know, and then I had these 57 other bookings that gave me this global network um, to the point that the people that were meeting me were inviting me to their wedding and to their house. And like, I was like, holy, this is so much value. And I probably looking back should have just gone with the coffee and conversation full on. Cause like, I really think globally, like imagine if you could go for coffee and conversation with anyone, anytime for 50 bucks, how much you could learn, how much community would be created. I think Vancouver could launch that in and of itself and it'd do a lot of good things for the city. And I'd love to talk to you about that now that you're doing this podcast. But, um, I, I also learned that like, Oh, if I can do that with a coffee and conversation, how else can I package price and sell my knowledge? And I started to also understand smart programmable contracts, Ethereum and Bitcoin and building these contracts that make it super easy for me to build a revenue stream like the coffee and conversation. 
And I just started sketching out Pick My Brain with these smart programmable contracts, all these different ways I could sell my knowledge. And I started playing with selling my knowledge. And it was so fun. And I did that until I hit $120,000 in sales. And I was like, okay, I think I understand how to sell my knowledge. And then I started teaching other people how to do it. And then they started teaching people. And now we have 10,000 people on our platform from 88 countries using it to package price and sell their knowledge. And we've now shifted to B2B and building knowledge marketplaces as a service for other people who want to do this for their community. And it's just like really paved a path. But that's kind of where it started. That is quite epic, right? <laughs> yeah, and it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. But that's kind of a theme, right? The whole time it's yeah. been fun. And, and you've said joyful, yes. joyful. This is fun. Feels good. Keep going. Keep going. Keep yeah. going. But mom, dad, if you're listening, so you can go like as you're listening, yeah. right? And yeah. and you go on to pickmybrain.com. Yeah. Dot world. Dot world. Yeah. Um, Google pick my brain and it'll come yeah. up. But yeah. you'll see uh, humans on there well, and they have profiles. Yeah. And so whether you're retired or in your 70s or yeah. or, or or younger and you've done things, yeah. right? You've all we all have knowledge. We've all done stuff. And I have a profile in so there much. as well. And, you know, pe- I've done things that people perhaps want to learn about. So it's quite yeah. easy. You go on there, you fill it out, you put in who you are and put a photo and, and yeah. your bio yeah. and you got to you know, interact with the community to, to, to be yeah. seen, yeah. but pe- you can set your price yeah. and people will pay you X dollars an hour yeah. to hear your story and you can teach them. So, I mean, if you're retired and, and you do a, a few of these per week or maybe one a day or whatever yeah. it is, you'll get some, some, you know, good money, but also yeah. you get to like community, help. right? You get to yeah. help, right? Yeah. And that's the rewarding and the fulfilling part. Totally. And we ask all of our brains to gift 10 hours a year and then monetize beyond that. And we also get you to think outside of the hourly as well. So for example, like if you're retired and maybe you want to formalize mentorship, my recommendation would be to gift as many 30 to 60 minute sessions as you can to help as many people as you can. And then offer if anyone wants like a year's worth of mentorship or three or six, 12 months to package a higher level ticket offer. So it's like, there's different models to fulfill your purpose and your vision based on where you're at in life. Like right now I need revenue, right? So I come up with revenue streams that support me. If I'm retired, I'm going to gift more and pick a few mentors to work with. But yeah, I think that there's a trillion dollar mentorship economy waiting to be unlocked. If we just formalize mentorship a little bit. Yeah certain amount of gifting and then charge beyond that for the longer ter- duration, three, six or 12 months. So you can like actually build a transformation. So it's not just a few one-off sessions. I mean, you could absolutely do that, but there's just so many ways to package price and gift and sell depending on what you are personally looking to unlock and pick my brain allows that. Um, cause it's like a plug and play, like Shopify made it super easy for us to make e-commerce stores, right. To build a Shopify e-commerce store, it's 30 bucks a month. You get everything from the bookings, the website, the invoices, the, right. All that stuff that takes so much time and energy away from the creation. Pick my brain does the same thing. We build you knowledge commerce stores and allow you to package and price, whether it's per hour, whether it's per day, whether it's three months, six months, or get creative with your own offerings. If, if someone, so if someone wants to do create a year long program yeah. or something, yeah. do you have structure and, and sort of function in there to sort of guide them? And, and cause it's, it's, you know, if someone's going to be a mentor and, yeah. and, and, and charge for it for the first time that there's a few belief cycles that need to get worked through, yeah. right? You know, well, well, you know, how do I do this? Am I good at it? Is yeah. what, what I've been through 
worth it to someone else? Yes, 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 you can yeah. do it all. But do you yeah. have steps in there to to kind of help people present that and, and yeah. uh, formalize it? Yeah, we do. I mean, the profile really does show you off, like how can you help? Why you? Um, but the year long package is like pretty informal and flexible as well. It's like you get basically 50 hours of that person's time over the course of the year, whether you want to deliver that through WhatsApp, whether you want to agree to um, once a week, 30 minute calls, whether you want to go to that mentor's house quarterly and do an in-person, that's up to the two parties. We actually want to push intimacy when it comes to mentorship, but like what booking someone as a mentor for a year does, like whether it's $5,000 or $10,000 to book, it gives you access to that person. It gives you the permission to have access to that person over the year. And that gives that person the formality to give you enough time and energy and effort that's not going to like go unused, right? The balance is there. So yes, there's formalness, but there's also informalness because we want these relationships to become more normal. Like again, anyone that's making over a hundred thousand dollars a year, if I was in that, like right that stage, I'm probably going to allocate $30,000 at least a year to my personal development, my professional development, my spiritual development. I would love the opportunity to book CEOs for a year of mentorship, but it doesn't exist on the market. So I don't even know I can crave it. But imagine there's a marketplace of like the best mentors in the world that I know for 10,000, I could get any of them for a year. I mean, that's nuts. How am I looking at that? How am I up leveling because I have access to that? Um, I don't think that exists right now. And I think it could, and it would benefit the mentor, the mentee and society. It's like such an acceleration of evolution. So fast. It is a quantum leap when you have someone like that. And we used to do that. We used to have the apprenticeship model, you know, used to apprentice with someone. So I imagine down the line when this exists, people are like, oh, who are your mentors? You're like, oh, in 2014, I actually brought on this person, this person, this person, because I was looking to go in this direction. Next year, I'm thinking of going for this person. And yeah, you quantum leap, you can learn anything you want in this world, right? We have enough knowledge and information available. It's the accessibility of that knowledge that is the gap. But yeah, let's say I want to get really good at, I don't know, exercising my creativity and intuition. There are people that if I hung out with for a year and that workshop me with that and they have a passion towards that, I'd get that card. You know, I just hired someone to help me with B2B sales. That's super new for me. So I've got a B2B sales coach for a year helping me craft these deals and think bigger so I can do it, you know, very well instead of figuring it out myself. So it's just like, yeah, can we really support ourselves? Like, it's so easy to become an Uber driver, but why isn't it as easy to become a formal paid mentor? You know, and you talk to Uber drivers, why are they Uber drivers? Why do they love it? Because they love to meet people. It's flexible and it is a little bit of compensation. And it has created this entire industry. And I'm like, wow, what if we created that industry and it became as big as Uber, but for mentorship? And it just became normal. Like when you have 17 years experience, you should be mentoring at a certain percentage and you should compensate for it because you're like on your way to be at the top. So you got to pass it back down, but yeah. it only really works if it, there's, there's some incentivization there and people aren't burning out on giving too much. Exactly. And that's yeah. the, the challenge that you've solved yes. with Michael, come to Wicked Cafe down the street and let me pick your yeah. brain. I'd love to. Yes, I will. Yeah. I do. I do. Yeah. I do. I do. Yeah. But, uh, a, if, 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 and this is I've, like coaching and mentorship has changed yeah. my life. And yeah. I imagine for, for you as well. Yeah. But if I go meet someone for coffee uh, and I give them an hour of yeah. everything I got, totally. um, 
they may or may not do anything with totally. it. If they pay 250 bucks totally. or 500 bucks, they're going to do something yeah. with it, right? Totally. They're going to show up. And this is, I love how you said, like, if you're making 100K, you know, and, and I mean, let's be clear, like this conversation and this podcast uh, are for people that want to like do shit in life. Yeah. Right? <laughs> there's, yeah. there's the, 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 the watch the Netflix and, and do jack all and, and, yeah. and, 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 you know, kind of slug through life. Like that's on the next channel, right? That's, right. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, not, that's not really here. Right. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's a relatively easy equation, right? How you yeah. allocate your time and it does yeah. take energy. So yeah, yes. I mean, watch Netflix and rest and sleep and do all that as yeah. well. But if you've got an hour, an hour here, an hour a day, yeah. and, and you compound that and, and you choose mentors to, to learn from, but I love how you said, you know, if you're making a hundred K, allocate 30k or 20k or 10k or at least 5k like hire like hire people spend money to grow personally and and then it solves and this solved for me in the past that angst yes the angst like i want to do more i have more in me i don't know how um but once you you know become coachable and once you kind of let down that that barrier and once you become a uh, little bit more humble and open to receive and learn. Yes. It's like you become invincible. Totally. Totally. And, and you just have to, yeah, go, if you haven't done it, buy it and feel it. You got to feel the difference. It's like, same thing. You know, you, you can do a yoga class by yourself in your living room, or you can go to a class and be led, um, and go deeper into the poses and pick up on the energy of the crowd and your teacher. Um, you know, and both are totally acceptable, but yeah, like how fast do you want to grow? People can get you there way faster. And it is, remarkable how much yeah if if i picked your brain for an hour on a specific thing like it's crazy how fast and how condensed your knowledge is and synthesized it is and how pure it is when you pass it over an hour is an incredible amount of time with someone if you're focused Mm -hmm. but yeah i think people society just needs to get like super obsessed with spending knowledge increasing their consciousness their capabilities right we got to turn into that learner economy on the demand side we have to demand knowledge and i find like the university system gets you to this point and then it just drops you and leaves you and you're like how do i keep evolving you know, where do I go evolve personally, professionally, and spiritually for the rest of my days? And I feel like that process is not formalized and it should because we are all, we all need to keep learning. I mean, for the first time in history, technology has now surpassed people's ability to keep up with ChatGPT and AI. So they say that the only way for us humans to keep up with it is you have to collaborate. Right, right. I just hired a ChatGPT coach. I know how to use ChatGPT, but I found a ChatGPT coach on Pick My Brain. I was like, deep in my knowledge about this tech that is already changing my life. Like I want to just see how much, you know, so yeah, I'll go drop $250 and go down another portal and have a deeper understanding of how I can use this text in my life instead of trying to fidget with myself and find it. You know, I'm just going straight to the source now and just paying for it. Cause it's so much faster. But, um, and, but yeah. you can do this on your, you platform. like if someone yeah. is listening to this podcast and they're like, I want to know more about AI or yeah. I want to know more about acting or I want to know more about podcasting. You go on Pick My Brain, you search yep. this and you come up with, yep. with humans, humans and you read their profile yeah. and you can book them and you talk to them and you know, you, you, you schedule something. So now you're yeah. committed. It's yeah. a little scary, yeah. but it, it's going to happen. But yes. otherwise this is like, uh, you know, something that people have perhaps been struggling with on their own yeah. or thinking about doing something. Like, like take the action and, and book something. And totally. then this, this 250 bucks worth an, an hour with someone or yeah. whatever it is, is yeah. going to, uh, you know, compress your, your learning and your understanding yeah. and get you in the game. But totally. it's exactly what you said. Yeah. It's the feeling. 
It is. It's the feeling. And, and feel we, it. we don't like I never recognized what that angst was all about. It was mm. like that. It was it was that stagnant. Right. And, yes. and it's like you get you, Stay. you know, I graduated. I, I got my master's. I came out here. Yeah. Got a job. Yeah. You know, had the place, had the had the relationship. Yeah. And I was just dead. Right. Because that yeah. was it. it wasn't yeah. growing, you know, filling my time doing all the sports and stuff on yeah. on the weekend yeah. and just doing the weekend warrior. Uh, and then getting back to the desk on Monday, like the yeah. idea was to go so hard on the weekend and do like, yeah, you know, uh, Mount Baker on, on Saturday oh, yeah. and then Whistler on Sunday. Oh, my oh gosh, makes so me, I know. <laughs> right. And then Tofino on Tuesday or something, yeah. oh, which is gosh. great. Like I'm going to Tofino in a, in a, in a week. I'm still yeah. Yeah. Be a very slower pace. Yeah. But the idea was to be just so fried by Monday, like my legs completely toast oh, that I wouldn't gosh. mind sitting there until the next weekend. Right? Yeah. But it's it was that underlying like you're kind of killing time, right? You're not yeah, growing. Interesting. And I think everyone comes to that conclusion at some point, right? And it's really you got to go beyond that conclusion. Otherwise, I think that is like that you said, like complacency or stale or not growing that leads to this angst and this depression and this like un comforted nervous system. Um, but then, yeah, what do you do with it? And again, if, if we all knew that there was a marketplace as big as Amazon, but there was just mentors on there that you could go anytime to learn anything you want with someone who is going to give you that energy instead of just taking an online course. Um, yeah. Does angst exist anymore? Or do we just become a, an economy that just like constantly teaches each other um, and, you know, knows how to do that? So yeah, I think it's so good. I think yeah, how do you how do you speed up when someone finds themselves in that lull to give them the path um, to learning something that teaches them that they can do that forever, right? Because you just got to do it once. Once you get coaching once, you're like, holy hell, yeah. I didn't know how many chapters there were for me to even dive into. Like you think you're good and then you take coaching. And you're like, oh, humbled. Um, there's about nine more levels for me to go deeper in this topic I didn't even know. You know, and you can do that in anything. I just hired a chocolatier to come to one of these retreats I posted. And I like learned more about chocolate and the supply chain and climate change and, you know, Nicaragua in like an hour that I like didn't know I wanted to know, which led me to watching a documentary on the war of chocolate, which led me to talking to someone that, you know, which led to. So it's like, be interesting, learn. And it also continuously opens these doors in these ways that you wouldn't even articulate. Yes, I have knowledge about that, but it actually ended up leading to this weird thing over here that I didn't even anticipate because I have that person's energy, their story and their insights in me. And I don't know about you guys, but like the pursuit of life to me is like to experience, push myself to the edge of what I can experience, um, to learn as much as I can while I'm here and to learn as much as I can about myself while I'm here. So the only way to learn about myself is like through the art of meeting others, right? Cause you're constantly mirroring and finding your experiences. So you got to have a ton of collisions. And sometimes we forget that and we get stuck or we get comfortable in our friends and our family and our own community, but you got to go outside of that to get the other growth. Um, and we're just making that path much easier to do it and more fun. It's it's uh, it's kind of like a sneaky personal development thing you're doing. Totally. Right <laughs> it's not actually that sneaky. It's yeah. Right. It's it's yeah. not it's not advertised as that. And it's not the draw. But no. it's it's people must get so much out of it. They do. Like you've streamlined mentorship and mentorship, yeah. we know, is great for the mentor. And, and the mentee. And, and society. And society. Yeah. Win, win, win. So is it an element of of. Uh, you know, getting up off the couch. People have yeah. like everyone has dreams, right? Yeah, but some are, yeah. some are kind of stuck between the the couch cushions or or, yeah. or whatever it yeah. is. Um, you know, 
taking action towards like booking the, the call and, and like yeah. or becoming a mentor yourself, filling yeah. out your form yeah. and taking those steps. But it's like you got to like step one is like to kind of get real with yourself and, and, and commit and Definitely. go, I am yeah. kind of slugging through life. Yeah. Uh, you know, I maybe I know uh, uh, maybe I have a maybe I'm a freaking expert in motorcycles or something. Right. right. Maybe I actually and you have to kind of own that information. Yeah, you too, do. And I, I, you have to yeah. you have to kind of appreciate that you got a lot in you. Yeah. yeah there's books and there's movies and all that yeah. stuff. And maybe it's the same information, but perhaps you share it in a, in a certain way. Yeah. So maybe you're sitting at home and you have all this spare time. Maybe you're a single dude in Victoria or something. And, uh, you know, like, why why would someone want to share that knowledge? Like, what's like what's that kind of first step? Like, why why go through the hassle of, of, of you know, putting Put that out, out there, there and putting yourself out there and helping someone else? Like, what's you know, the answer? Mm. Well, the answer that we kind of know is like, it's very, so rewarding and fulfilling to it connect is. with others and pass yeah. on your information yeah. and to be able to articulate what you know and say, yes, really helps you learn it in, in a certain way. Definitely. But like, you gotta get off your butt, right? You yeah. gotta commit. You gotta, yeah. you gotta, I guess you gotta kind of understand that there's a possible different feeling accessible through this, not just platform, but kind of way of life. Totally. And I think, again, it comes down to feeling when you help someone and you get that feeling, that flood. Um, I really think it's innate to human beings to want to help to be of service. Right? It is like it is it is baked into us to be of service to others. I really do think that. Um, but yeah, I what makes someone motivated to share? Well, you know, I'm playing with I'm I'm going to play with human behavior. I'm like, OK, I'll play into the ego. I will play into quantification and gamification and future of work, education, et cetera, and suggest to that person, like, why not challenge yourself to help 100 people before you die? What if we challenge the world's smartest people to help 100 people before they die? And they have to get stats to do it to prove it. Because sometimes I meet mentors that tell me that they've mentored hundreds of students. And I'm like, you have no proof, which is like so sad to me because that's like Olympic level duty. Pick My Brain tracks how many sessions you've had. It also asks everyone that has a session with you, how was it, and collects reviews. And in doing so, I think shows off um, how starts a game of how many people have you helped? How many people have you talked to? Um, I've recognized in my own doing that the number of people you've had conversation with is in direct correlation to how deep you can go and how much perspective you have and how much empathy you have. So I actually want to challenge the world's people to be like, this is going to be another indicator. It's not just how many followers you have, but how many people have you had a conversation with? And if you've had a conversation with thousands of people, I am recognizing your value because you could connect me to thousands of people. You know that many people. And it allows you to actually start ideating at a faster rate and putting different ideas together, right? This cross-pollination. Society has been so good at creating these silos. But I think the next economy is like integrating art and science and math and finance into one. And the only way to do that is if you have conversation with people from different industries, which is typically very hard for people to do. How do I, as a finance economist, go have a conversation with someone who is really into intuition? They're not in my circle. They're not even on my feed, right? Because the algorithm only supports who I am, not who I want to become, which is a problem with algorithms, um, right? So how do I get into that world? Super challenging. 
Another thing, how do I, okay, we know diversity and inclusion is so important. It's like, you know, we talk about it all the time, but how difficult is it actually for me to have a conversation with someone outside my country and culture? Very difficult and very scary based on like the politicalness of like me asking someone for their knowledge. I don't even know if I can, right? I want to learn more about indigenous elders. That's a slippery slope. Where do I go do that? Even though I have intent to do it and BC wants us to do it, right? right? This is a great thing for us to do. The path is still not clear to allow myself to better understand their perspective um, and other people's perspectives. Same thing with generation. Where do I go to have a conversation with someone who's 80 years old? I don't have grandparents. Where do I go get that touch in? Nowhere. Society does not help me have that conversation, even though that conversation is so valuable. So yeah, we just have to make it easier. And then same thing on the giving side. How do I let people know that I'm even open? Nobody knows unless they know me. But what about outside my circle? So our most influential and and most booked brains are the ones that are going on their LinkedIn and actively being like, I am open and available to helping you. Um, Every week, um, you know, one of our brains, Valdez, I always quote him, he, um, he's done like 300 bookings in like six months. And it's because he goes on LinkedIn every week and he struggled with mental health when he was building his startup because building a startup is mentally health. It's a very hard thing, right? But so he like reached that point where he was not so great in his, his mental health. And now he goes on LinkedIn and says, if there is any startup founder out there that needs to talk about mental health, that wants to have a conversation with me, I am open, available. You can book me on this link. And he shares his pick my brain link and hundreds of entrepreneurs take him up on it. And all he's doing is, is just constantly communicating that message. And that message is reaching countries, different countries, different backgrounds. And you go into his profile and you read these reviews of these people who are like, thank you so much for talking to me about this. You fundamentally altered how I think about this forever. I, I don't know a better return than doing that. So the more Valdis does that and gets those reviews, the more he's motivated to share more. And it just becomes this incredible feedback loop. And I think the more people I can get to feel that, right, they'll just keep learning. Valdis will just keep giving his knowledge till the end of time and pick my brain. We'll keep rewarding him. I mean, like this is someone who gave his time to a hundred people. This is someone who gave his time to a thousand people. That is what I want people to chase, right? That's the leadership board to me. That's impressive. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's like this, it's a two way street, but it's like this. What a like a, what a, like a sexy thing to put on a dating profile. Right? So, I mean, I've helped a thousand people uh, compared to the guy over here. Like I got a thousand That's pairs so of shoes. Good, I got a thousand pairs of shoes. I don't want to talk to you, man. What do you know about shoes? I want to talk to this, you know, right? guy or girl over here. Who helped? Who helped? As a girl? Oh yeah. my gosh. Like a woman? I'm like, I don't care about your car. You yeah. give a shit about yeah. your car. Show me. You help people? Yeah, you've talked Still? to a thousand different people yeah. around the world. And these people are your screaming fans, right? And they will go to bat for you, right? And then our conversations, I mean, there's just endless conversation there. Totally. I never even thought of it from dating. I love that. And well, who's going to be more interesting? The shoe guy or the guy who's talked to a thousand people? Always the person who's right? talked. You know, we got to make interesting, yeah. sexier than like, it's easy to buy shit. It is. It's, it's easy. It doesn't, easy. you know, you make some money and yeah. waste it, whatever. Totally. Right? But we got to make interesting, whole conversation, mm-hmm. ideas. Totally. Like, that's fucking sexy, right? So then I challenge the world. We're going to do this in 2024. We're launching a program called Meet the World's People. Okay. It's a subscription. Are you familiar with Audible? 
Yes. Okay. So I love Audible. Mm-hmm. I've loved their business model ever since I've, I've been an Audible user for like eight years. Right. So you, for those that don't know, you pay 15 bucks a month, you get a credit, you can use that credit mm-hmm. to download any book and your credits can accumulate. We're doing the same thing because we want to motivate people to have conversations. So it's called Meet the World's People. It'll be 15 bucks a month. You'll get a credit in your account, except instead of using that credit on a book, you can use that credit to have a conversation with anyone on our database. And we will present you every week with people that you can use that credit from that are so diverse. Like, for example, like I used one of my credits to book a woman. I would never be able to articulate I wanted this knowledge either, but she popped up on Pick My Brain and her headline was, ask me about the Egyptian revolution. I lived through it. And she was like, my and age. And I was like, like yes, like, why not do that instead of watching a, a movie totally. right, for half an hour on a Thursday? And this conversation shifted my perspective, okay? Because I had this woman who is my age, who grew up in Egypt, okay? We're the same age, but we grew up in very different parts of the world with very different governments. And then I learned all about Egypt's revolution. And I was interested in this conversation because Iran is going through a revolution. Palestine and Gaza is going through a revolution. I wanted to hear it from someone who had gone through it. So that that got to play into relevancy of what's happening globally. Um, I got to hear how hard it was because her parents had a different belief set than her. I got to hear that the nation came together and almost pushed it, but then it turned back, you know, after the edge. I got to hear like her personal journey on this. And I can't even articulate what I learned, but I walked away feeling closer as a human being to her, um, that how much we had in common, even though we were miles apart, um, what it would mean to risk my life for my values. She said, Max, I never thought I'd have to risk my life to fight for my values. Like, I feel like the Western worlds think that's just normal for us. It's not, I'm still a fucking human being. I'm a 30 year old woman that's in university. Now I have to go fight for my values because I fundamentally do not agree. And I was like, oh my gosh, like even just sitting in her story, I was imagining my life if I had to do that. And so then this like empathy connection started happening. And then I flew to Dubai last, a couple months ago and got to meet her in person three years later, you know, at this and have another conversation. Like, I don't know how to articulate what value I got of that, but it's tons. You know, I used another credit to book this kid from Morocco. He was 18 and he was into blockchain from Morocco. I was like, I just want to ask this kid questions. There's no pursuit, but it was fascinating. And I was at my high energy vibration talking to this kid and learning about him from Morocco and why he denoted, like he like didn't want to be religious. He went into Bitcoin. It's totally against what his family says. And I just was like connecting with this kid, which gave me an insight into that. You know, and at the same time, I can use a credit to go like there's just so my belief and my vision and and what I would like to offer the world is like a very easy opportunity. Do you want to meet people from more countries? Do you want to have more fascinating conversations? Do you want permission to do so? Join Meet the World's People. We will make it so easy for you to do it. And in doing it, you'll get better and better and better. And the better you get, the, the higher brains we'll unlock for you to access because you don't get to start at the top. You know, you got to be able to have really good conversation to work your way up there, but things will start happening in your life, like different travel destinations. You'll be introduced to different podcasts that wouldn't have come across your radar. You'll listen to documentaries. You'll say words that are different in your next conversation, which will lead to something. Um, You might go visit this person. Um, They might turn into a business lead, but it's, that's the thing. I'm like, just go have conversations and you will unlock opportunity. So we're just trying to make that so easy for people to subscribe to. So I just think that I want the world to at least commit to having 10 conversations with strangers every year. That's it. That will change your life. That will change the world. That will change society. It'll increase our relationships with one another. 
Um, so yeah, that's like my main push in 2024. It's amazing. And and it's hard to meet people, new people, uh, especially if you're older, but even if you're younger, like all over the place, even Vancouver, right? And if if we can do it from the things that we're parked in front of all the time, and then eventually go and and meet the people in in person, it's, it's perfect. But you're, what you're talking about is really like uh, a, a deeper life, right? Deeper like life. a deeper life, right? A richer, fuller yeah. life through the connection with the people and and and, and sharing information and, and doing everything everything like that. I'm gonna go grab my phone, check what time it is. But how do people oh. um like how do how do we sign up and, and get on board for this? Yeah, for next year. Yeah, best way to stay in touch is to um actually just jump on to www.pickmybrain.world and start a profile. And if you start a profile, that just means that you either want to meet people or share your knowledge and you can go deeper down those channels. But at least when you're on there, we can invite you to our events, make recommendations. And when Meet the World's People program gets launched in a couple of weeks, you can jump on board. Um, but I just say like, go book a brain on the platform, find someone. There's like thousands of people on there that are so fascinating. Make it your goal just to say at the end of the week, I'm going to book at least one person um, based on my curiosity, based on what my, what, what I'm just gravitated towards naturally. Just let yourself choose whether it's on their face, whether it's their title, whether it's something they said in their profile, book a conversation, allow yourself to feel this experience. So I usually, yeah, go book. And then if you really enjoyed it and you want to go further and you want to be available to be booked, then take your time and build a pick my brain profile. And that takes some time because you have to express who you are, what you know a lot about, who you want to be of service to. Our team can help you do that. Um, And that's like another level. And then once a month, we actually invite everyone in our community to these incredible global knowledge exchanges where we, um, yeah, invite everyone on pick my brain to come to this zoom session. It's an hour, no zoom sessions are the same. And basically what we do with a bunch of people on a call is we just do three breakout sessions. So you get plunked in a room with different amount of people with a different question. And we ask some wide variety of questions. So it just allows you to like play. So come to our events. If you're scared to do it one-on-one, if you want to go do it one-on-one deeper, just go challenge yourself to have one conversation and see how far you can go and then just keep going. And I really do recommend signing up for meet the world's people. If you want to take and commit to meeting 10 people this year and being part of that conversation. You gotta come back because we we I I, I gotta talk about the journey, right? What we gotta talk about all the the fear the fears and and becoming a, a, a you know starting the startup and yeah. everything that goes with that, but also what you touched on before, like becoming the person that kind of matches the value that you want to mm. bring over and over. Cause there's a lot in there, right? I know there's some, <laughs> there's some, some layers to peel. Some bathroom floor moments too. Oh, are there, and do those still go on? Right. Oh, yeah. definitely. Oh. Anytime you're like pushing the edge, you are like, you're, you know, you're pushing the edge, but you know what? I actually love that idea. I actually wish podcasts had more series. So like you start chapter one with a guest and then you get to go see chapter two and three. Cause we're going to keep growing. You're going to keep growing. It'd be super nice to check in at a regular time interval, whether it's a year or four months or whatever it is. Um, like I like to watch series of people, same thing with mentorship. I don't like just do one session. Like, let me do a few so I can dive in. Cause you have a hundred chapters. I have a hundred chapters and through more conversations, we'll be able to dig into those chapters. 
Um, but yeah. Damn it. We need like four more hours because I, <laughs> I was I was like expanding and growing. And, and I love it. And like I got dark chocolate in the fridge. So if we got dark chocolate, we can go for oh, hours and hours. So right. That's but so true. Well, well, yeah. Come back at least in the spring or something because yeah. it's a check in. Right. I'm yeah. like, well, Maxine is going to be there yeah. in that many years and here going forward. But yeah. it's not going to be a straight line. No, nope. like, never. Ne- neither for me. But. All right. So then kind of, unfortunately, last question, right? Because yeah. we got to wrap <laughs> um, maybe a couple more. I think we can sneak in there. Sure. But, like what's how how do you how do you know how big this can be? And, and how do you and how do you like what like and how do you you, you kind of know it's good and, and, and know it works mm-hmm. and you got some things to work out and you're building a system and yeah. all that stuff. But yeah. you kind of you must have an idea of how, how big this can be. Yeah. And that's exciting and and that's scary. And you probably have had some like some not sad tears with that, but like with realization that holy shit, right? Yeah, totally. So what what has that process been like? Like it's one thing to say I want a billion dollar company. And if if you got a million people on on your platform eventually, you're ten thousand now. Yeah. All right. So add two zeros, no biggie. Totally. Oh no, we're on well on track. Yeah. So when you got a million people, yeah. And if you put a a, you know, a a value beside each of them, yeah, it's a billion dollar company. So what like that's easy to say, but yeah. it now that it's the foundation is there, it's easy to yeah, become. Is. So what yeah. is like, what is that? That's pretty impressive. Like, what does that mean to you? Um, yeah, like how big the vision. So um, it's interesting. I think dreaming big is very important. And um, again, going down the track, like my dream didn't start this big. I kept evolving it and seeing what I could do with the power of like building marketplaces and making it easy for people to buy, sell and share knowledge and connect with anyone. Um, and then I, you know, you have, you read books, like the last leadership book I read was actually the Sheikh from Dubai. And he has this book called leadership principles and Dubai is known for the world's best city. in a lot of things like they have the world's tallest building, they have the world's best airport, they have the world's biggest man-made Island. They have the, you know, and so I read this book of this guy who's like created this and changed Dubai overnight and dreams so big. And so like even just downloading his knowledge into my brain made me think bigger. Um, knowing Amazon exists and Amazon is the largest marketplace in the world. So I often say, I want to build the largest marketplace in the world, but there's no products on mine. I think knowledge is the new thing. So why don't I build a marketplace as big as Amazon? And then I go look at how much Amazon brings in and I work it backwards and it doesn't become so infeasible. You know, I watched Airbnb. I was one of the first thousand users of Airbnb and now they are massive, you know, $60 billion organization. Um, they scaled that way. And so I saw how they did it and worked it backwards. I'm like, that's not so inconceivable either. Um, I'm not as much as into like the valuation chasing as I am into like, I want 196 countries represented. I would like to facilitate uh, at minimum 10 million conversations between the world's people every single year. Um, and in doing so, I'd actually like to put a billion dollars of commerce into people's pockets. Um, cause I've seen the numbers. So, um, and then when you walk towards it, like I, I didn't know that I could write these deals. Like I did with this one. I was telling you about this junior achievement deal. That's one deal that potentially unlocks, uh, 110 countries for me and already taps into a network that they took a hundred years to create. So then when I signed that deal, I had more visions of being like, wow, I know exactly the organizations I want to partner with now that get me there even faster. Um, so I don't know. It's, it's like, 
I, I, one of the services I offered on pick my brain, when I got back from a trip from New York, I was like, people don't dream enough. And this is a problem. If you don't dream enough, you can't strive. And I was like, okay, people go to therapy a lot and talk about their past, but there's no like dreaming station where you can think about the future. So I actually unlocked an offer. I got back from New York and I was like, okay, friends and family and community, I've got a new offer. It's called dream out loud call. It's a hundred bucks. Jump on the phone with me. And I am just going to push you to dream. And I'm going to write out your dream for you. I'm going to pull it out of you. I was like, I wonder if people want this, right? This is my test. Again, 10 people booked it, immediately sold it out. And I had people paying me to call me to tell them about their dreams. And I realized that I can help people dream. And that when I do help people dream, they can go towards something and they put their sticky note on their fridge and chip away at it. So I actually think like you have to practice dreaming. Um, not everyone has it and it is an exercise and it is a muscle and, um, you know, you climb one mountain that's really high, then you have the dream to climb another one cause you did it. So it's like, I don't know. I don't know where in society that gives us the space to dream. Like had I not given myself a year on after I quit my job, I wouldn't have had the space to create pick my brain. So we actually have to build space to, to let ideas be birthed and come through. Um, so yeah, I love to create the condition for people to dream more. I think we all need to do it more. And it's just a practice. It's just like, just like meditation. You got to get good at dreaming big. Yeah, I think it's, it's, and I talked about this in a recent talk and about creativity. You have to have the space. If you're trying to solve, like, create a new life and solve new problems, you, you got to create empty space, yes. whether that is yeah. meditation or whether it's walking or in the shower or on a run or yeah. like, once a quarter with your team, like yeah. booking off half the day or whatever, like yeah. you can't jam more stuff in. You gotta, you gotta create some empty space and do the right things to, you know, kind of facilitate those ideas or sit. And then part of that is sitting down with, with other people that think differently than, than you. Totally. Um, but I just love like, not necessarily the billion dollars for yourself, but the billion dollars back into yeah. the economy. Yes. And again, that goes back to like what we we're talking about when you what came in the door and, and kind of why I started this and, and how I want to live in that place over there. Yeah. And uh, I got to just mention this place on on Beach Avenue in every every yeah. episode. It comes up all the time. Uh, I think it's actually eight point eight 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 million dollars. It's so nice. Oh, it's really. Eight, what does eight 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 mean? I don't I don't know. Look it it means it means. Yeah, it means I should live there. It's, it's going to be great. <laughs> but the the idea is it it it's it's not like well that's crazy it's an expensive place never not possible no right mm -hmm. think of different ways to to generate that money and and bring that value into the world mm -hmm. but this is so empowering for people at home like if you want to buy the fifteen hundred dollar arcteryx coat which is which is yeah. a great coat probably sure but you know figure out how to make the 1500 bucks, totally. but make it, make an offer on, yep. on your site yep. and get out there and hustle. You got yep. 1500 bucks hustle tomorrow. It. Totally. You know, skip the TV for the night, right? Totally. Skip the hockey game. It connects to doing a little better. I don't care. I'm a Leafs fan, but <laughs> like take a night off, like make 1500 bucks, yeah. like hustle a bit. It's all right there. And you're totally. facilitating this. So totally. thank you. Really yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, we got it. We, you have a call. We got to wrap. Um, but yeah, this is, yeah, again, I get so much out of this. We do. Uh, so we will have to do it again. Incredible, to. incredible what you're doing. Thank you. Pick my brain. People visit it, follow you. Where yeah. else can people um, track you down? Or... I, um, I love Instagram. I'm a big Instagram story. What's your Instagram? It is pickmybrain underscore CEO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got a brand all the time. And yeah. then LinkedIn is my other platform of choice. Maxine Cunningham. Yep. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. Let's let's get it. Amazing. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Well, if you've gotten this far, I trust you enjoyed the show. 
I appreciate any five-star reviews, likes, shares, or comments on whatever platform you're listening on. And if you know of just one other person who you think would also enjoy this episode, consider sending it directly to them. I appreciate you. See you next time.